For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Post-trade deadline edition of Ladies Talking Leafs. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And as promised, we're coming at you just after the trade deadline. Uh, It's Tuesday. And um, yeah, it was pretty exciting with Kyle Dubas doing some wheeling and dealing. And uh, overall, I think we added, we added and we didn't lose anybody off the roster. So that for me is good, good thing. So we're just going to go through this uh, as quick as possible, I guess, as long as I don't talk too much. <laughs> but that's what it's all about, talking, right? That's what a podcast is for. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just going to go through the players here as to what we think of them a little bit. And um, starting off, actually from last Friday, I think it was, where we got Riley Nash. Now, he's, of course, he's injured. Um, he's from Columbus. We picked him up. He's 31 years old. Um, he, I looked it up actually to see what his knee, what his injury is. Cause nobody's actually said anything, uh, but it's a knee sprain that he got. So he's out for the regular season anyways, but I think they have hopes for him to be ready for the playoffs. He's a centerman. Um, and I think, um, I think he'll be basically going into that third line center role as soon as, uh, as soon as he's ready to do that. But we really haven't heard much about him. Um, but I think, I don't know, I, I think actually that he is the better option than Engvall. Engvall could be out <laughs> because of uh, because of Riley Nash, depending. I mean, well, I don't know. From, by all accounts, he is basically uh, your kind of classic quintessential shutdown uh, centerman. So he is basically a good on defensive faceoffs. And also um, in the penalty kill, which we obviously need lots of help in. And as yes, far as I just yeah. was reading about him, and he actually ranks in the 99th percentile for defensive centers. So he is oh, is wow. very highly ranked. He's not going to give you much offense, uh, but, you know, we have that in spades. So we actually need people like him to really... Um, yeah. kind of hold down the fort. Shut down. And, yeah, definitely. Shut down guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. really, uh, Sheldon Keefe is the big winner uh, with this pickup. I think um, he's probably gotten a little bit more sleep since they signed him. And as far as uh, how the wheeling and dealing went with this, like uh, when this happened, I just was, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of amazed at the way that Dubis and Co. are so creative and they use every little inch that they can to their advantage. And uh, 
you know, they basically took their situation, you know, with the injuries that they have and made it work for them and purposely went out and got a guy that couldn't play right now so that they could save dollars. And also he's like the perfect person for our needs. So uh, I'm not sure how many people would have the the stones to do that, you know, to actually pick up somebody that is sort of, you don't really know how they're going to be, but they must have so much faith in their, um, you know, training staff as far as getting them back, get back to health. I mean, we we've seen firsthand, you know, what they've done with other people who have been injury prone and everything as well. So pretty, pretty Thanks to, cool. Uh, yeah, thanks to Brandon Pridham too. A hundred percent. Like for thinking of all these things when it comes to the LTIR and the uh the salary mm-hmm. cap and using everything that way to our our advantage he is as much as we can. So key. And I actually love that they don't talk about him much in the media because it's no. stealthy. <laughs> The way uh, yeah. he he kind of works in the background, and I like it that way. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I, I thought that was really the key thing with that. Yeah. And next we picked up uh, Ben Hutton, I would say, from Anaheim. Um, that was yesterday on deadline day. 27 years old. Uh, basically, it's a deaf defenseman. Um, he played a little bit with Jack Campbell on Los Angeles, which I didn't realize um so he did play with him but what i loved about this was his reaction on twitter um i think it was on twitter it was either that or he said it to some media member he basically said he's so excited to be coming back to the crazy canadian market and the crazy (laughs) canadian fans yeah and uh yeah oh yeah it was definitely on twitter because i tweeted back that us two are basically a part of that crazy Canadian market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I love that. He's, um, cause he played for Vancouver for a few seasons. And, mm-hmm. um, for me, he's, he's going to be a depth guy. And I think it's going to end up that possibly they're going to want to give like Bogosian, maybe even Muzzin, I don't know, like give them a break before the end of the season, like right. give them a game, a game off, depending, depending on how it's going, obviously. Um, and, um, and then he'll be the depth D in the playoffs if, mm-hmm. God, if we do get any, that makes sense any injuries. Obviously we saw what a difference it made, uh, losing Muzzin. It's such a critical oh, time sure. last year. Yeah. And yeah. they have kind of fortified our D, uh, with depth so that we, if somebody were to go down, it wouldn't be as, severe hit as it was last year um hopefully but yeah like we definitely needed to kind of stock up a little bit there because you know really can you expect you know somebody like sandine or lilligren to to, or even marinson who have they haven't played at all um you know in in for the big club this year so how do you expect them to really step in and and you know, provide anything for you that, you know, that you could count on, right? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we picked up David Riddick from the Flames um, yesterday, and uh, he's 28 years old. Um, again, it, it's depth for the goalie position, which is just so complicated. We can't really even get into it here again. It's get, it's gotten more complicated, I think, as of yesterday, just the, uh, the way it is. But um, hopefully... 
he plays the way he did against us in February, uh, that he gives us that same minute because he basically had a shutout against us mm-hmm. back in February. And then he he played amazing for that game. And then he also played very well in the 2-1 overtime loss um, against us. But um, but yeah, so I think, again, that's a, he'll be ahead of Hutchinson. And obviously he is because he's playing. I think Hutchinson, we're... We're recording this on the Tuesday, so it's the game versus the Flames tonight, and Riddick is actually going to be playing against the Flames, uh, his old team, right away. And um, Hutchison, was pr- I'm assuming they're probably going to put him as the backup, mm-hmm. and Jack Campbell might get the whole night off. So, um, so yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't think it's a... It's a bad move to to get that goalie depth considering what's going on with Freddie. We really don't know. No, 100%. And, and actually, I mean, you know... The whole goalie injury situation, you know, has made all the moves that they were able to do possible in a sense, because putting him on the LTIR, Freddie, that is, uh, yeah. freed up the space to really get all of these things done. So it's, I guess it is all about, you know, working with, with the situation that you're in and what you have. And uh, the only thing that means is that really how many games can he get in? They're going to have to be managing that cap situation on a day-to-day basis if he's going to be coming back at some point because he obviously needs to get some games in, right, before um, What I I heard about that was, yeah, what I heard about that was that he might actually, as long as he agrees to it, Mm -hmm. Freddie might actually go and play a, a game or two with the Marlies. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what? The thing is, is that's something that used to happen all the time those conditioning yeah. stints and it's not it's, it's right it's right down the road it's not like he's yeah. going to i don't know <laughs> rochester or something exactly. i don't know <laughs> but it's it's not something that's done very often anymore but those con- conditioning yeah. stints used to be a regular thing like so i don't i don't see what the problem with that would be and um yeah, I think that probably would be wise uh, for them to do because really, like, you're not going to get up, up to like playoff ramp up like in in such a short time. He can't he can't go into the playoffs not having played a game. For any, no, like, it's like no way. No, there's no way. No way. No, because he's not usually a fast starter, anyways. So, um, but this at least gives them the the also the time to make sure that he is 100%. Because one of the things that was interesting, Bruce Boudreaux was um, on the fan a little while ago, probably a couple days ago this week anyway. And it was interesting when he was talking about Freddie because he had him, of course, in Anaheim. And he's always sung his praises. And I remember when we first got Freddie, they interviewed him. He was no longer coach of Anaheim at that time. And he really, really said that we got a really great goalie through in him, which obviously is true. And um, the thing that he said this week was, though, is that Freddie is is awesome, but he needs to feel perfect to play his best. He's not one of the these guys that can push through with injury or if he doesn't feel right. And I think that's what we see, you know, like he yeah. you can tell when he's off, when he's not feeling right. You can see it in his game, whereas Jack Campbell is the opposite. He's kind of a little bit reckless that way, is that he doesn't feel good, but he pushes himself 
more than he probably should. So it's kind of like we have two extremes in the goaltending right now. We've got a guy who doesn't really feel like he can push and one that pushes too hard. So maybe Riddick could be that kind of, you know, nice the balance, balance yeah. in the middle, right? And um and and it gives it gives Freddie time, time to get himself feeling great and then you know, who's to say that this isn't going to be the first time ever that we'll see him feeling his best because he's getting that time. Yeah. I'd love yeah. to see it. Yeah. I think all Leafs Nation wants to see that. Yeah. <laughs> At least the people that cheer for Freddie, which we always cheer for Freddie. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then, okay, so moving on to basically, I guess we consider it the prize of the trade deadline deal for for us and from what Kyle Dubas did for us, uh, we got Nick Foligno, mm-hmm. uh, who's a left winger, 33 years old from Columbus, um, the Jackets. And he did play some center a few years back. Um, and what I love most about this, I mean, this is going from back in the day from our 92-93 magical season there. And what I love how he remembers the celebration at the end. Do you remember that get together they had at Nathan Phillips' yes. uh, celebration? That was like our, that's, re- that's basically our lifetime Stanley Cup parade right there. Yes, that was yeah. so great. <laughs> that's he what remembers it, that's what it that. felt like. Well, he was he was little too, like he's like five or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He remembers that, and he says he remembers after going with his dad. Mike Felino is his dad. Um, I'm sure our listeners, most of them, probably know. And um, he was playing with the Leafs at the time and uh, scored the big OT winner in the game five of that Red Wing, the first round series versus the Red Wings, and um, big tuck jump. He, yeah, with the big jump after he scores the goal. Uh, but he said that uh, Nick Felino was saying that as he was walking down Young Street with his dad afterwards. I thought to myself, he was just walking down the young street. And then I'm thinking, oh, yeah, it's a different time. Like we used to, that's the way it used to be back then. You could randomly see these players uh, on the street like that. But he was walking down Young Street and he asked his dad, he's like, so there's no more parties after this? He's like, (laughs) right. It's like, oh, he he was all sad, right? But, um, But I just love, I think that's an intangible going into this, like to have him on our team. Yeah. To say that. Like his, he went through that too. So he, even though he was little, but his dad, like even he talks about it all the time too. Mm -hmm. Like he even said his dad, Mike Foligno talks about that, that run that they had in 92, 93, and he's going to wear number 71. I know. I heard that. I think that's amazing. Now all he needs to get is that basically that round bowl, bowl uh, helmet, (laughs) like his dad used to wear. And then the, the, the look will be perfect, but uh, anyway, that's um, not happening. No, he said, but, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I am like, uh, I was really, really happy. Like when you know, like obviously there was talk about that that you know Toronto was interested in everything, um, and I was kind of hopeful, but I was like, you know, I didn't because especially since it's coming from an American market, I knew he had uh, a ten team uh, no trade and. Um, so there's always like, these are the scenarios where, you know, we would lose out typically, right? And, uh, but then when it happened, I was like, wow, it really happened. And I think some yeah. people think it was a high price to pay, but, but I, I, you know what, I, we didn't give up anybody on our roster, right? So, yeah, exactly. and exactly. 
I was thinking like, okay, yeah, so so we have like a like pick, you know, what, 30 second or let's say we pick 30 second um, in the draft because we're going to win the Stanley Cup. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, um, we're going all in. That's, that's what's that's exciting. It, right. Basically, because yeah, basically yeah. that is that is the point that I'm trying to make that 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 top or high or really, really low draft pick number like what is, you know, I'd rather be putting the chips in right now and and just going for it because i think they we need to see and also the management and brendan shanahan needs to see how far these guys can go and they need to basically tell them in not so many words that we're backing you by doing these things so now you have to show up yeah uh, yeah exactly and i mean They've had the four seasons now with their, where it's their ups and downs mm-hmm. uh, of the playoffs, and um, they've had, they haven't won the playoff series, so this is really different as well. Being yeah. putting all the chips in. Meanwhile, you haven't won with this group, this core group. Right. You haven't won anything yet, so this is basically putting the ultimatum on these players. 100%. And I. And they've had enough experience, in my opinion. Like, they've gone through lots of ups and downs, regular season, playoffs. This is the time to do it. If you're not going to do it, then something bigger has to happen in the offseason. For sure. And the thing is, is it's pointless dominating all of the stats during the season if you're not also going to dominate in the playoffs. You know, what is the point of like winning the Rocket Richard or being the the points leader on your team or, you know, top three in the league or whatever? What's what's the point if you're not going to be able to translate that into playoff success? Yeah, bottom line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we've kind of already said where most of the like Nash, Hutton and Riddick, where they're going to fit in. We kind of mentioned that already, mm-hmm. but um, where do you think Felino is going to fit in, in the line, like in the lineup? Where do you see him like in with JT and Willie? Or I do you kind think- of think that I see it probably mostly with, with JT and Willie because, you know, poor Hyman, he's like shuttled around every freaking line. And <laughs> this way, you know, that's one less line that he has to play on, I guess. So um, this is going to give uh, JT and Willie a little bit more space, I think. Um, yeah. I think, I, I, I think well, that's probably the best spot. But, you know, I second, know. third line. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I don't know for sure, but I think they're trying to get Hyman like on the third line um, because like even the other the other night against Ottawa on Saturday night when he scored the uh he scored the empty net goal like JT yeah. passed yeah. it over to Hyman and he's people the specialist. Are saying, no, don't do that. Don't do the empty net pass. He's in a contract year. Don't you know that? Like, don't give him that. Don't give him more goals. He doesn't need points. Yeah, but he's but he's the specialist though for the empty net. That's why that's why yeah. he's passed to him because that's his that's his thing. He's the empty net yeah. specialist. Yeah. Yeah, I also think um, Felino will probably end up on the left side with Willie and JT. Mm-hmm. And then, um, although some people are saying to put Willie up with Marner and Matthews and you put... Know, we haven't really seen that much. And put Hyman, put Hyman with... Um, oh, actually, sorry, put Galchenyuk with uh, 
with JT and Felino mm-hmm. and do it that way. But I don't know. He's There's going to be a lot of combinations. We can talk about that more in our yeah. regular uh, episode. But with all these players now, though, who do you think will be taken out of the lineup? I know. it's uh, my, The very first person tough... that came to my mind was, was Engvall. Yeah. Personally. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, like he he's kind of gotten the uh, well, he was benched last night mm-hmm. versus the Habs, <laughs> but um, I also think like a lot of people are saying, Thornton Joe Thornton hasn't played that great either. Like, yeah. and he may need a break, and uh, it's going to be tough though telling him that that he needs to have a like to be fresh for the playoffs. Like, we we need him more at that point. Hundred um, percent. So. So I don't know. He might a little uh, load management for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And then even possibly, I think Galchenyuk too. Uh, yeah, I was, know, that's cause... the next person that I was going to say because I mean he really hasn't played a ton. Uh, he's he's doing well, and I think we all like him. But uh, I think that he could end up moving down the lineup. Also, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. So we'll see. Anyways, there's a few options there that uh, yeah. Keith will be working on. And now on. we don't have Barabanov anymore. So yes, that's right. Yeah. So that's yeah. one. See, that's again like just like I was saying, like these pe- these depth pieces. I almost think are got they they get them over the summer for the this moment for these being able to yeah. be able to you know um, easily. And without remorse, move people off because they're giving them a shot here to either re- reclaim something or make a name for themselves here. And they've done that. That's what they promised. And then they can move on from those people. And, and they've got assets that they can shed easily without, you know, worry. So, yeah. Yeah. So... We should be seeing Felino. hopefully, I mean, he has to go through the quarantine um, period as well as Ben Hutton. They both have to do that the seven days. Mm-hmm. Um, so we should be seeing him sometime next week. Uh, we're seeing Riddick tonight versus the Flames. So we'll we'll have that to talk about definitely for our next episode, our regular episode next week. And uh, yeah, it's a lot to talk about. Absolutely. So obviously... We always we always want to know uh, what your thoughts are. We love to hear from you. So definitely give us your thoughts. You can reach us on all the socials at our handle at LTL1917. So we will talk to you again next week. Go Leafs, go. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.